You are listening to 100 Wealth Building Secrets with James Marshall. James Marshall is a registered investment advisor and president of Marshall Wealth Management. His registered investment advisory firm is registered in Texas and Kentucky. For 30 years, he has been educating, advising, and managing wealth for diverse families all over the country. This podcast is about different concepts of wealth building, some financial, some emotional, physical, and yes, some spiritual. The bottom line is you will leave with some knowledge and knowledge is wealth. So whether you're walking, running, exercising, or having your choice of beverages, no judgments here, clear. Then open your mind and get ready for some life-changing financial lessons. It's your time. Here is your host, James Marshall. Welcome wealth builders to podcast number 37. An object in motion stays in motion. Motion is wealth. Don't get stuck. You know, I ran track in junior high school, high school, and college. And one thing that has always been true, and that is, victory goes to the runner that slows down the least. Forward movement means progress. We'll talk about it in just a second. But first, our financial definition of the week. This week's word is momentum. Momentum is the rate of acceleration of a security's price. That is, the speed at which the price is changing. Momentum trading is a strategy that seeks to capitalize on momentum to enter a trend as to the picking up steam of the value of the stock. Simply put, momentum refers to the inertia of a price trend to continue either rising or falling for a particular length of time, usually taking into account both price and volume information. In technical analysis, momentum is often measured via an oscillator and is used to help identify trends. And remember, All aboard! the trend is your friend. For night train! Understanding momentum. Think of momentum as a train. When a train starts up, it moves very slowly. Once it gets up to speed, traveling at a higher velocity. At the end of the trip, the train slows down. But it can take many miles of track to apply the brakes before the train can finally stop. I think this is a great example of momentum trading. You don't want to get in on the end. The best part of the train ride for the investor is in the middle when the train is moving at its highest velocity. You know, Newton's first law of motion states that if a body is moving at a constant speed in a straight line, it will remain moving in a straight line at constant speed unless it is acted upon by a force. Are you letting fear or lack of knowledge be that force that stops your motion? Letting outside forces keep you from building wealth. In podcast number 36, Kane Quarter talked about the psychology of money, the fears and self-imposed restrictions we put on ourselves. These fears and restrictions can be managed and eventually banished, but it all starts with action. The action of visualization, the action of goal setting, the action of financial planning, and the action of saving and investing money. 
A journey of a thousand miles starts with one step. I'm going to give you the first 10 steps you should consider taking to start building wealth. Number one, take an honest assessment of your financial situation by writing down your income, your expenses, assets, and liabilities. Don't avoid the ugly stuff. Write it all down. Number two, review your spending for opportunities to reduce spending and redirect that money to paying down debt or building up savings. Or and building up savings. You can do them both at the same time. Number three, if you cannot reduce your spending, then you need to focus on finding additional income sources, such as a second job in the gig economy like Uber or Shipped or Lyft. Anything, just bring more income into the house. Well, anything that's legal. Four, review your liabilities for consolidation opportunities. Identify the loans and or credit cards with the highest interest rates and establish a plan to pay these down first. But also remember, you want to avoid the concept of sweeping dirt from one rug to another. Beware of these consolidation loans. Sometimes they're not the best course of action for you. Just stay informed. Number five, make sure you're building your cash reserves at the same time that you're reducing your debt. Paying down debt without building up cash still keeps you at risk of unplanned debt usage. So you must do them both in tandem. Number six, Take advantage of your employer-sponsored benefits, such as 401k, 403b, pensions, group life and disability insurance, and if available to you, definitely take advantage of the employee stock option plans. Seven, identify the purpose for each of your dollars. I would suggest the Marshall Wealth Management Cash Flow Plan, and that is tie 10%, save 10%, invest 5%, debt management 25%, and live off 50%. Once you've saved six months savings, uh, six months living expenses in your savings account, adjust the system to tie 10%, invest 15%, debt management 25%, and live off 50%. Number eight, create a clear and concise financial plan that addresses your financial goals, such as retirement, accumulation goals, taxes, protection, and estate planning. You should look at all of these things because oftentimes they work hand in hand or could work against one another. Nine, consistently adjust your plan of action regarding your action steps. If you don't have an action step for your plan, you're just wasting your time. Write your plan, work your plan. Plan your work, work your plan. So consistently adjust your plan of action regarding your action steps for your plan. And finally, number 10, never stop educating yourself and your family on all things that make you better at savings. Makes you a better steward of your blessings. Keep learning, keep growing, keep improving. You know, it's extremely difficult to get and stay stuck when you implement and consistently review all 10 of these steps. If you implement these steps and review them on a consistent basis, you will continue in some type of motion. 
But maybe you're not a self-starter. Maybe you're not disciplined enough to stay on track. Well, that's why there are thousands of well-trained financial advisors all over the country that can help you stay in motion. So whether you contact us at MarshallWealthManagement.com or someone else, the most important thing you can do is to take that first step. And speaking of contacting us, this weekend we begin our new segment. And if you don't know, now you know. Our new segment called If You Don't Know, Now You Know series. And today we have a question from Crystal. Hi, Mr. Marshall. My name is Crystal, and I have a question for you. Um, me and my boyfriend are getting married, and we decided that maybe we should get joint checking and saving accounts. Um, someone told us that they think that's a bad idea. So do you think couples should have joint accounts or separate? Well, first of all, Crystal, uh, Crystal I just want to congratulate you on your engagement. That's a major step and one that should not be taken lightly, especially when it comes to money. As I mentioned in podcast number 30 titled Love and Money, it's important that you have a clear understanding of each other's views on money and to be fully aware of each other's financial standing. Uh, This full disclosure and honest discussion should take place before you move in together or get married. Let me say that again. Before you move in together or get married, have the money talk. It's critical. However, in regards to checking and, and banking accounts, I believe there should be a joint checking account for the household that would be used to pay the bills and the uh, household cash reserves. And each of you should also maintain your own individual accounts so that you can have some individual financial freedom for yourselves. Uh, the secret is to work out a way that you're both contributing to the household accounts that is equitable to your income. In other words, the person with the highest income makes the greatest monthly deposit into the household account, but each of you puts in their fair share. That's critical. Staying committed and talking every three months about your money discussion, the joint finances will reinforce the partnership towards managing your finances and greatly improve your chances at building wealth together. So I hope that bit of advice helped, Crystal, and I wish you and your soon-to-be husband much happiness and success. And if you don't know, you know. Listen, and if you guys have a question that you wanted to submit for our If You Don't Know, Now You Know segment of your questions at james at marshallyourmoney.com, and we'll try to get it into the podcast. And until next time, keep building wealth. Peace. You have been listening to 100 Wealth Building Secrets with James Marshall. Keep increasing your knowledge by going to marshallyourmoney.com and check out our educational videos, newsletters, and calculators. There you can also sign up for your free copy of his book, 100 Wealth Building Secrets. Like this podcast and follow it on podbean.com. You can also follow us on social media platforms, Facebook, Black Family Wealth, Twitter, James Marshall at Marshall Wealth, Instagram, Marshall Wealth, LinkedIn, James Marshall, and on YouTube, James Marshall Financial Educator. Email your questions or thoughts to james at marshallyourmoney.com. Thank you for listening. And remember, we build wealth one family at a time. We'll be spilling out with them dividends. I teach you how to say, rule number one, if it ain't making money, it ain't making sense.